0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up everybody on today's show? Texas basketball coach Rodney Terry takes exception to the horns down gesture. Why they really need to get over it before they come to the SEC. Locked On SEC starts right now.
1: You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: And what's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. It's great to have you guys along. Today's episode is brought to you by the Game Time app. Download Game Time uh, today and uh, create an account. Use our promo code Locked On and get $20 off your first purchase on the Game Time app. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Shout out to our Everydayers. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. All right, we got to jump into this because, uh, look, Texas is coming to the SEC very soon. And an incident happened the other night that really makes you think ahead to this coming summer when Texas becomes a member of the SEC officially. Uh, this was a Texas basketball game the other night. Texas is still in the Big 12, and they're playing new edition of the Big 12 this year, UCF, in a basketball game. Well, the UCF Knights upset the Longhorns at Moody Center in Austin. And uh, as they celebrated... A couple of the UCF players made the horns down gesture. And uh, again, congrats to UCF. Big win for them. Rodney Terry, uh, longhorns are not, things aren't going so great right now. But uh, after the game, uh, in the handshake line, Rodney Terry took exception to this. Here was uh, a little bit of the reaction of Rodney Terry yelling at the UCF players for the horns down gesture. So, Rodney Terry said that's classless. By the way, that video, courtesy of KVUE in Austin, our sister station at Tegna, and uh, this particular video from Tyler Feldman. He's at Tyler Feldman TV on Twitter. Shout out to him for uh, letting us use a part of this video. But uh, yeah, that's what it looked like in the handshake line. And again, uh, it's Rodney Terry yelling, We don't do that because when we do those kinds of things, it looks very classless and he was yelling at the UCF players saying, that's classless. Here was uh, a little bit after the game, uh, UCF coach Johnny Dawkins said he didn't even see the gesture, but said he would address it with his team. Here was Rodney Terry almost in tears (laughs) reacting to the opposing players doing the horns down.
1: You know, I'm a big believer in, uh, you know, you win the right way, you lose the right way, and, you know, I always tell my guys, you know, Um, whether you win or lose, you win the right way. You lose the right way. You carry yourself the right way. You don't go through the handshake line or to get into the handshake line and have about six or seven guys putting the horns down. We don't do that, you know, because when you do those kind of things, it looks very classless, and it also looks like you were just hoping to win. We never go into games trying to hope to win. We go into games expecting to win. So we don't act like that. You know, we expect to win. We don't jump up and down like, like we won a national championship. We sure don't step on anyone's home court deal and act crazy and try to show them up in any way. We don't do that. You know, so that's what I was angry about, and I was letting those guys know you don't do that. You know, you guys won. Hey, we shake, you know, shake your hand, tip our head to you, but we're not going to let you act that way in our building. You're not going to do that. You're not going to put your horns down and do all that
0: nonsense. So that again, Rodney Terry, uh, that video from uh, our sister station, KVUE in Austin. Uh, Dan Patrick yesterday on his show saying, let's be fair, they're not giving you the middle finger, it's a gesture. Uh, We've seen it across the Big 12 over the years. We saw it in the semifinal game from the Washington Huskies. They did it to the Texas Longhorns. Uh, As one fan tweeted this out, And I really like this idea. You think about Texas coming to the SEC next year. What do you think everybody across the SEC is thinking? This one little hand gesture gets you so offended? Um, One tweet I saw yesterday. LSU fans ritualistically eat alligators when they play Florida. An Alabama fan poisoned the trees at Toomer's Corner at Auburn. Georgia fans uh, yearly bark at children. Tennessee fans threw golf balls at Lane Kiffin. Arkansas fans used the Freedom of Information Act on their own coach. Are we sure Texas is ready for this? And I got to agree, when you look over the history of Horns Down, over 50 years, fans, students, and even players used the gesture against the Longhorns. But in more recent years, the NCAA and the Big 12 started to crack down using unsportsmanlike conduct penalties in the Big 12 including the use of the horns down from athletes during games when horns down became an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty a few years ago the gesture saw a ramp up in production by those who viewed that rule as very soft you know why do they get one special rule in the Big 12 when everybody else you know doesn't have anything like that so fans often use the signal more when their own schools playing Texas but we've even seen it when like a&M's playing and somebody else. They'll throw the, <laughs> the horns down. Uh, Greg Burks, this was back at Big 12 Media Days in 2022. Greg Burks, the Big 12 coordinator of football officials, said, well, let me be very clear with horns down. It's the same as all other symbols. It's when you do it, who you do it to, and in which manner you do it. And again, drew uh, personal foul penalties. So the big question is, how will the SEC hand, handle it? Well, at SEC Media Days this past summer, uh, the question was presented to John McDade, the SEC coordinator of officials. The question was, is the horns down gesture taunting an opponent? Is it making a travesty of the game? Is it otherwise compromising our ability to manage the game? Uh, going from their officials on the field said they'll determine the punishments rather than just throwing a flag when they see the gestures. They'll judge each situation in the context of the moment. McDade said there's a difference between a player giving a signal directly in the face of an opponent as opposed to just doing it with teammates celebrating a touchdown. To net all that out, every single occurrence is not an act of unsportsmanlike conduct. Uh, McNay noted it, it's the same rule applies to the gator chomp. You know, you could score a touchdown at the Swamp and do the gator chomp, that's fine. If you run up into a Florida Florida player's face and do the gator chomp, they'll call that unsportsmanlike conduct. Uh, same we saw in years past with the land shark gesture at Ole Miss. Uh, at SEC Media Days, though, this past July, they uh, SEC officials did say that the a playful jab at the Longhorns will not receive an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. So, look, it's all fun and games, but look, man, you really want to? And this is just kind of exacerbated by Rodney Terry the other night, getting all in his feelings over it against UCF. Don't set off. Um, don't set off the other SEC fan bases. They will absolutely come at you with this now if they know it bugs you. Yeah, welcome to the SEC. Everybody's going to be dropping the the horns down when they play the Longhorns. So, hey, look, it's uh, it was just kind of a fun story to see, but even more fun to think of. You're coming to – you're in the big leagues in the Big 12. You're coming to the even bigger leagues next year in the SEC. Yeah, good luck getting special preferential treatment like you've gotten in the Big 12 with the, your own unsportsmanlike conduct for horns down and the Longhorn Network and all that. No, you're just one of 16 starting this summer, Texas, and uh, hey – Welcome to the SEC. You'll be getting a lot of crude things thrown your way. All right, we got some nuggets coming out of Texas that we need to uh, catch you guys up on, so let's hit those real quick in this segment. Uh, a few days into the transfer portal, another Alabama skill player will be joining Isaiah Bond at Texas. We saw the former Alabama wide receiver Isaiah Bond announced a couple days ago he's going to play for Steve Sarkees in the Longhorns last night. Tight end Amari Nye Black making it official that he is uh, going to the Longhorns announcing on his his commitment on his social media. Last season, Nye Black had 20 catches for Bama, 327 yards, and was tied for second on the team with four receiving touchdowns. Played in all 14 games for Bama with several starts. So, two big additions. Steve Sarkeesian poaching from Alabama. Think about this. He went into Tuscaloosa, beat Alabama that night a couple months ago, and on the other side, Isaiah Bon and Amari Nyblak, they now come over to that side. They will wear the burnt orange and play for the Texas Longhorns next season. Now, one other guy to keep an eye on, Washington transfer corner, Jabbar Muhammad. He played for Kalen DeBoer at Alabama. He arrived at Texas yesterday for a midweek official visit. Some folks making official predictions, thinking he will pick the Texas Longhorns. He was a second-team All-Pac-12 corner this year. Some Alabama folks think they still have a good chance at him. So we'll see what happens with Jabbar Muhammad. Uh, thing is, he could start, walk right in and start on either team. He could start at Texas next year. He could start at Alabama at corner. So we'll see what happens with him. But Jabbar Muhammad, man, that would be a big get there for Texas. Yet another, uh, you know, transfer portal piece. Alabama trying to kind of piece this together. Who's with us? Who's not with us going into next season? Because the uh, the offensive weapons alone Texas is going to deploy next year. Pretty damn impressive. At quarterback, they'll have Quinn Ewers and Arch Manning backing him up. At running back, you'll have C.J. Baxter and Jaden Blue. At wide receiver, you'll have uh, Houston Cougar wide receiver Matthew Golden, Silas Bolden coming over from Oregon State, Isaiah Bond from Alabama, and Jonte Cook. At tight end, you'll have Amari Nye Black, and you'll have a solid O-line. On top of that, they uh, did pick up Alabama linebacker Kendrick Blackshear a couple days ago, so... It is uh, shaping up pretty well there for the Texas Longhorns in Austin, and they are uh, capitalizing, getting some former Alabama players and making the most of it. All right, thank you guys for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, we've got some more portal news and some more happenings over at Alabama. That is coming your way in just a second. Keep it locked right here on Locked on SEC. First, this episode is presented to you by our friends over at FanDuel. Look, the NFL playoffs continue on this weekend, divisional round. And no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book right now. Uh, folks who use our promo code, new customers, going to get 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. Uh, just head to FanDuel.com slash locked on. When you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, that's where you will see that special promotion where you can take advantage of. You'll sign up in seconds, and you'll be uh, getting in on the action in no time. You can make your first bet a layup with FanDuel. Again, their app's super easy to use. So after you sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on, you can download the app. You can check it every day, multiple times throughout the day, and figure out what you want to get in on. Again, all those NFL playoff games happen this weekend. We even told you earlier this week, some future SEC games already on the board with Georgia a favorite over Alabama in Tuscaloosa next season. If you want to get on that early, you can do so. Again, visit fanduel.com slash locked on. Make your first bet a layup. It is FanDuel. They are the official partner of the NFL. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one-selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, Or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangeDays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangeDays.com. All right. Thank you guys for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Every dayers. Come on back, check us out on Monday. We'll recap all the moving and shaking happening from the weekend. So we've got the SEC basketball games happening this weekend as well. So uh, let's dive back into it. we got more to uh, get into as we continue discussing uh, as the world turns over in Tuscaloosa. Something new every day, every day there for Kalen DeBoer and his staff at Alabama. But as we dive back into it, some news last night as Kalen DeBoer making another addition to his staff. Reports are he is hiring Wisconsin co-defensive coordinator and safeties coach Colin Hitchler to his staff. That uh, came from Pete Thamel over at ESPN. Hitchler spent last season at Wisconsin working for Luke Fickle. Uh, he had worked with Fickle previously at Cincinnati, working his way from control qual- or quality control assistant all the way up to Co-DC. He was one of 24-7 sports top 30 recruiters this past cycle credited with helping secure seven of Wisconsin's signees in this past recruiting class. So we'll see what role Hitchler will play for Kalen DeBoer, but look, being a uh, a pretty good recruiter, that's going to help. He's a graduate of Penn, was a grad assistant, worked for Arkansas State, worked for South Alabama, had some crossover with Kane Womack and – Again, been with Luke Fickle the last handful of years, and Luke Fickle, as we know, has been uh, had some great success here in recent years coaching at uh, Cincinnati. So uh, he, he got the co-coordinator title in 2022, got some added responsibilities. So we will see, um, again, what uh, what role he will play. Uh, DeBoer had also hired, we know, Kane Womack, who was head coach at South Alabama, to be his defensive coordinator. And he had also hired Maurice Linguist as his new secondary coach while retaining Freddie Roach as the D-line coach. So, uh, again, staff is coming into focus for Kalen DeBoer over there at Alabama. Now, one other note on Kalen DeBoer. He is bringing in a new quarterback of the future. On Thursday, it came out that uh, former Washington quarterback Austin Mack is transferring to Alabama. He was a four-star prospect Out of California, the class of 2023 spent one season at Washington, and comes to Tuscaloosa with all four seasons of his eligibility remaining. He's six foot six. Like we said, did not play last year for Washington, but learned behind Michael Penix, and uh, you know he could be that quarterback of the future for Alabama. We will see. Of course, Julian Sain was uh, the big piece of this past signing class for. Alabama, we'll see if he remains true and committed. But um, the interesting part is the two quarterbacks Alabama signed in last year's class, Eli Holstein and Dylan Lonergan. Uh, Mack was rated ahead of both those guys, Austin Mack. So this is a good quarterback that Kalen DeBoer is bringing with him over to Alabama. And, you know, they're going to hope that Jalen Millro has a monster year and maybe is even in the Heisman conversation. But a uh, pretty good quarterback going to be waiting in the wings behind him in Austin Mack. Again, four-star quarterback in the 24-7 composite in the 2023 class, was the 16th-ranked quarterback um, in that group. So when DeBoer was uh, in Seattle, he had uh, brought in, remember, Will Rogers had come in and was going to be a one-and-done at Washington to uh, kind of bridge that gap between Michael Penix and Mack and then know, he leaves Washington. Now Will Rogers back in the portal. Hasn't sounded like at all any connection really of Will Rogers wanting to come to Alabama and play. Um, Especially with Jalen Milrow already there. So, keep an eye on that. And, uh, of course, Ryan Grubb, the OC, coming with Kalen DeBoer. So, easy to think that Austin Mack wanted to keep that continuity going with Ryan Grubb and Kalen DeBoer and go from Washington down to Alabama. Uh, Another note on Alabama's roster. They uh, took a hit in one of their new signees, Jameer Grimsley, a four-star corner, also listed as an athlete, uh, just chose Alabama this past recruiting cycle over Florida State, Michigan, and Penn State. Several reports suggested Florida made a strong push down the stretch, but uh, he is now considering a couple of schools, including LSU and Florida. He's not expecting to take any more visits before he makes his decision, but he, again, he was a class of 2024 signee in this recruiting class. Entered the transfer portal on Thursday, I believe before he even set foot on campus. But uh, signed with Alabama in December. He's been committed to the Tide since last summer. Four-star corner, the number 189 overall player in this class, the number 17 corner. He's also the number 24 player from the state of Florida. So we'll see. Does he go back home to Florida? Does he go to LSU? We'll uh, keep an eye on that one, but Alabama losing a number of key players to the portal since Saban retired. As we know, Caleb Downs still in the portal, Caden Proctor, five-star lineman, and uh, just going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. Again, the drama continues on. Uh, Reese Davis at ESPN, he sat down with Nick Saban right after his retirement, got that one-on-one interview And uh, he was on the College Game Day podcast with Pete Thamel this week, and he talked about how surreal the whole experience was. He said, the most odd thing of that entire morning was when I walked into the office. It was virtually cleaned out already. There was kind of a profound sense of, you know, he ran the show. Everybody knows that, but there was such a sense of appreciation, and there was this realization amongst a lot of staffers that had been right in the middle of something really special, and here it is ending abruptly. Uh, Savin described the seat last season as grueling. He said to get that particularly Alabama team from where it was to start the year to where they finished it took a lot of energy. Saban said, I don't think there's ever a good time to retire. This is Once you're a go- coach, you think you're going to coach forever. But I actually thought in hiring coaches, recruiting players at my age, uh, started to become a little bit of an issue of that. So uh, one more Alabama note here, related note. If you guys missed this news last night, former Alabama offensive coordinator uh, Bill O'Brien is taking the O.C. job at Ohio State. So Bill O'Brien was head coach of the Texans, gets fired, goes over to join Nick Saban's Nick Saban staff as offense coordinator at Alabama, had some ups, had some downs, you know, a mix of things there in his time there at uh, at Alabama. Look, Bill O'Brien can always say the first Heisman Trophy-winning quarterback in the history of Alabama was under my watch in Bryce Young. But uh, now Bill O'Brien, after a year Back in the NFL with the New England Patriots as OC. Did not go very well with Mac Jones there. He's going to Ohio State. Ryan Day reportedly going to give up play-calling duties at Ohio State and defer to Bill O'Brien. So that should be a lot of fun to watch. All right, there you have it. More tidbits around the conference coming your way in just a second. Uh, Still more to come on Locked On SEC, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. And we want to remind you about our friends over at the GameTime app. Look, you should not have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. GameTime is the fastest and easy way for you to buy tickets to all your favorite sporting events. They got killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. GameTime is going to take the guesswork out of buying tickets. It's the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. You can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect before you hit purchase, you get the all-in prices total shown up front, so you know you're getting a great deal before you check out, and you know exactly what you're paying. You can buy tickets in seconds; takes two taps of your finger. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app today. Create an account. Use our promo code Locked On. That's going to get you twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem our code Locked On. Get twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed over there on the Game Time app. all right roll along here locked on sec a couple more nuggets before we uh call it a show and hope you guys have an awesome weekend as uh we get into the thick of sec basketball season it's gonna be uh gonna be fun uh getting more and more into watching it alabama and auburn have had uh, two great starts so far both undefeated but um SEC's tough this year, man. Uh, outside of really Vanderbilt, um, I know a couple couple schools have gotten off to rough starts, but uh, I think this can be one of those years where people just get – you're going to have teams beating up on other teams, and uh, there's no easy out, I think, in the SEC this year in hoops. All right, let's get back into some more football nuggets. We stop off over at Auburn. As it was announced yesterday, Auburn will hold their annual spring football game on April 6th. So mark that on your calendars. Again, Auburn – Announcing yesterday, April 6th, will be their A-Day spring game. And, of course, it'll be A-Day weekend. So they'll have home games for baseball, softball, men's tennis. And a uh, kickoff time for the spring game has not yet been announced. They will uh, announce that sometime in mid-March, according to the release. But the uh, 2023 spring game, of course, last year marked the start of the Hugh Freeze era at Auburn. As he heads into his second year, it was it was. Messy last year. It rained a lot, and uh, it was just gross. So this year, free is looking to build off of that six and seven season. It kind of ended on a sourdough getting beat up by Maryland in the bowl game. But spring game. Guess what? All eyes going to be on the quarterbacks that day. And how good do these quarterbacks look now with Derek Nick's coming over as OC? You know who's going to call plays? UFree said. He was going to take over play calling duties, but now he brought in Derek Nix. Maybe he'll defer to him. Uh, Also, a name to keep an eye out on. James Madison quarterback Jordan McLeod. Some reports came out late yesterday that he could be transferring to Auburn. Hugh Freeze seemed to be happy with his quarterback room of Peyton Thorne, Holden Gurner, Hank Brown, and of course the incoming Walker White. But... Jordan McLeod had a nice year at James Madison. Kind of bounced around a little bit in the uh, transfer portal, went over to Arizona for a year before he landed at James Madison. Very productive this past year. So keep an eye on Jordan McLeod. Didn't see, uh, saw a couple of rumblings, didn't see an official word that he's definitely going to Auburn, but something to keep uh, an eye on here over these next couple of days. Over at LSU, they um, their defensive coaching staff is... Getting close to being finalized here. Uh, for the final vacant spot, they are expected to elevate Missouri analyst Jake Olson to an on-the-field role. That is according to Matt Zenitz of 24-7 Sports. Uh, he noted that Olson departed Missouri along with defense coordinator Blake Baker a few weeks ago, but his exact role is still to be determined. Uh, the promotion will complete LSU's defensive staff overhaul. Parted ways with Matt House and many members of his staff, and now they've brought in Blake Baker from Missouri as defense coordinator. Kevin Peoples from Missouri to coach defensive ends. Bo Davis brought him in from Texas to coach the interior of that D-line. Corey Raymond bringing him back home after a couple-year stint at Florida to coach the DBs. And now Jake Olson. Will he coach safeties? According to some reports, Blake Baker will coach the linebackers. So uh, nonetheless, you, you got to look at it and say on paper – That's a way better defensive staff than what Brad Kelly had last year. So we'll see if they're able to, um, you know, prove that out on the field. But Olsen, familiar with LSU, worked for them uh, before heading to Missouri as a defensive analyst back in April of 2022. And uh, we'll wait to see when LSU will announce uh, their spring game will be. A couple Tennessee tidbits to wrap things up. Tennessee is adding to their offensive line. Matt Zenit's reporting that uh, Lance Hurd transferring from LSU going over to Rocky Top. Hurd uh, was rated as the number three tackle prospect in last year's class, the number 15 overall prospect in the nation, was a top-rated player, five-star recruit. Hurd is uh, looking for immediate playing time. Uh, he was sitting at LSU, but LSU had two great tackles, young tackles, in Will Campbell and Emery Jones, and apparently – Lance Hurd really wanted to start, particularly wanted to be a starting left tackle. It's funny. I remember when he signed at LSU, Brian Kelly was telling the story, oh, man, I love this kid. He said, I'm going to start a left tackle, and I said, well, look, we got Will Campbell. He was just a fantastic uh, freshman, and then Hurd said, no, I'm going to start a left tackle. Brian Kelly's like, oh, I love this competition. Well, Lance Hurd was serious. Either I'm going to start, or I'm going to go somewhere else. (laughs) Brian Kelly's like, well, Will Campbell's not leaving left tackle, so... Uh, Best of luck to you. So, Lance Hurd moving on, and we'll see if he ends up starting at left tackle for Tennessee because they've got some guys there already. But uh, Hurd at LSU did make one start, made 12 appearances, uh, did not play in the bowl game, the RelyQuest Bowl. And as we know, Gerald Mincy hit the transfer portal and headed over to Kentucky just the other day. So, Hurd, uh, maybe that's a spot he could slide into. One other note, Dane Davis confirmed he will be back in the orange and white this year. He announced Thursday, he will be using his final season of eligibility. He tweeted out, "Growing up a Vol fan, being able to wear the T every Saturday for the last five years, I could not pass up on an opportunity for one more year to compete with my brothers." Got another season of eligibility. he Will be staying in Knoxville. Uh, Davis will be a six-year super senior. He redshirted in 2019 as a walk-on, earned a scholarship in 2020. Of course, got the COVID year, and over the last three seasons, he's appeared in 39 games, made the first three starts of his career at right tackle in 2021. He was a reserve in 22 and much of 23, uh, but returned to the starting lineup in 23 this past season against Georgia and Vanderbilt. So, Dane Davis, watch for him in the competition there on the O-line for Tennessee. And there you have it. You're all caught up on everything going on around the conference. Thank you guys for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Shout out to our everydayers. Come on back Monday on the show. Man, we're going to have a whole lot more. To discuss are there more Bama players in the portal we'll recap it all for you on Monday uh, thanks for making us your first listen every day now go make your second listen check out Locked On Sports Today streaming 24-7 on YouTube getting you caught up on all the national stories and all the sports Locked On Sports Today on YouTube I'm Chris Gordy this has been Locked On SEC we'll talk to you guys on Monday